Hi, this is Dr. Rebecca May coming to you from Arcana Labs. And this is Road to Reno. Well, good morning. Today we have Dr. Larson joining us. Good morning. Thanks so much for coming in. Um, so I just want to ask you a few questions about, about your life and uh, where you grew up. So um, you grew up in Arkansas, right? That's right. Conway, Arkansas. So that's close to here. Right? Not far. About 30-minute drive. And um, where did you go to undergrad? I went to undergraduate uh, school at in Conway at the University of Central Arkansas. Okay. My dad was a professor there, so it was the uh, the most affordable option by far. Yeah. <laughs> what What does your dad do there? He's an artist, he, a painter. Really? Yeah. So he was a painting instructor there for almost forty years. Um. So what did you major in there? Chemistry. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I loved it. No, I loved it. I, I started as a biology major, and the very first day I had uh, Dr. DeRocher's chemistry class, and I just loved it. I walked in there, and from the very first first lecture, I knew I wanted to be a chemistry major, so I walked out, and I changed my major almost immediately when we started. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so um, at what point did you decide to go to medical school? I worked at the Arkansas State Crime Lab as a forensic chemist for time and after a little while the job became after well, a year or so it just became less challenging it was very uh, mundane kind of the same thing every day and I just needed something more challenging so in thinking about what I could do it occurred to me you could go to medical school you know from what I've heard uh, there are constant challenges in, in medicine. You're con everything's it's changing a lot. There's plenty of learning opportunities. So I started studying for the MCAT and, um, and took it and went to, I, I applied. Oh gosh, I think I was rejected three times for med school and eventually they let me in. You're kidding. Yeah. So like four cycles you went through? I made the I made the alternate list twice, mm -hmm. and the way it works here in Arkansas is they let a set number of people on the alternate list, and if you're willing to uh, agree to go work in a rural community in primary care after med school, they'll bump you to the front of the alternate list. Mm -hmm. So if you don't make that agreement, and I really wasn't sure what I wanted to do in medicine. Mm -hmm. um, I wasn't positive I wanted to do primary care, though that was a consideration. I, so I decided not to, you know, sign any agreement like that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, both times I did not get in. So the other time I just was flat out rejected. So. <laughs> Which is a lot of perseverance, actually. Yeah, I guess. Stubbornness, maybe. <laughs> so, so you went here for medical school? Then? I did. University of Arkansas for medical sciences, just down the road. And um, at what point did you decide to apply to pathology residency? When did I? I went through and I really, I liked almost every, I was one of those people that liked almost every area that I rotated through. I, I really liked surgery, but I was born with an essential tremor, so I didn't really feel like that was going to be a good fit. Yeah. And so I knew, actually, I knew 
uh, Dr. Walker. I knew Pat from years before we went to the same church. And so pathology was on my radar because Pat had introduced me to it. And so I rotated uh, with pathology and really enjoyed it. There was a professor there named Jesse McKinney. And Jesse is, he was, he was fresh out of fellowship. I mean, first year, when I, my, when I was a med student, it was his first year attending. And um, he was just a fantastic teacher and really took a lot of time with the students. And so I just followed him around, kind of. Whenever he was teaching at the Scope, I always found a, a, a place to sit down, and I learned a lot. I also came over to um, Arcana. At that time, it was probably Nephropath, and it was in the building next door to here. Really? And rotated, yeah, for a couple of days, just kind of shadowing, you know. I didn't have anything I could offer. And... Um, was very intrigued by renal pathology as well. You know, Pat's a great teacher as well. And, yeah. and so, um, it, so it came on my radar in med school in my third year rotations. And so I, I kind of tried to, uh, I really worked, I really didn't want to make a decision on, a, on what I wanted to do until I kind of had a chance to see a lot of different things. But after rotating through everything, it was kind of between med peds and pathology. And I decided on, I decided to, to go the pathology route. And uh, so you applied to residency in AP or APCP? Or right. You? So I applied as APCP, and I tried to switch that to AP only uh, as I was getting just before I started, but at that point it was too late. So I started as APCP, and then during my first year I switched to AP only. After a few CP rotations, I just decided I was more interested in the AP part. Mm-hmm. Where did you do your residency? At Emory mm-hmm. in, in Atlanta, Georgia. And so you did AP only there. And mm-hmm. how did you decide on kidney pathology there? Did you just continue to seek it out? Yeah, so when I got there, one of, no, it was when I interviewed there, one of the people who interviewed me was Randy Henniger. And he was a, he, Randy is a, as you know, he's a renal pathologist. And we were talking, and, and I told him when I was interviewing, well, you know, I've rotated with renal. And he was really shocked, like, oh, nobody knows what <laughs> renal is before they start residency. Yeah. And I said, well, I really liked it. You know, I, I, I really enjoyed what I, what I learned on, on my, you know, short renal rotation. And so I ended up matching at Emory. And when I got there, Randy almost immediately found me and said, you were interested in renal. Are uh-huh. you still? And I said, yeah, and, and Vanessa Bajol was a new attending there at the time. And so Randy and Vanessa just took a lot of, again, a lot of time, just wasted, you know, to, you know wasted their time with me, this, this uh, <laughs> resident. And so, yeah, that, that, that's, you know, that, that they, they, they would literally give these hour, two-hour lectures to just me. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. But, um, and so, but then of course there was just teaching at the scope. And so I, I really, I really found that the more I, I, I was involved with it, the more I enjoyed it. And so I, uh, ended up, you know, they, at first they kind of sought me out. I ended up seeking them out and I would spend as much time as I could with the cases by my second year. I knew where they, I knew where Randy and Vanessa put their cases when they were done with them, you know, mm-hmm. when they were ready to be filed. 
And I would just go grab all the renal cases every day and I stacked them on my desk. And when I was a, a resident, you know, you don't have a lot of time, but any extra time I had, I'd go through those. I'd just one by one go through. I, I probably saw almost every renal that went through there while I was there. Wow. <laughs> so at that point, you must have been pretty set on doing a renal fellowship. At that point, I was set on it. I, I, I really enjoyed it. And you did your fellowship at Arcana, right? That's right. Yep. So how did you decide to uh, come back home for a fellowship? So there was, that was a tough decision as well. There were, of course, there are lots of good renal pathology rotations. And they, uh, when I left Emory, Randy actually was going to, he offered to open one up there for me. But Arcana, even back then, just had a very high volume compared to most, most other renal pathology practices. And I have always found that Nothing compares to volume when it comes to learning. Mm -hmm. um, just seeing a lot of cases, a diversity of cases, but also seeing multiple, not, uh, not just volume in the cases, but also the fact that there were multiple pathologists I saw as a real positive because rather than just learning one way of doing things, you're going to get the experience of several different people. And so that was the main attraction for coming back to to Arcana, coming back to Arkansas and, and doing a fellowship at Arcana. So, and you had already had a lot of experience in Arkansas growing up here. And oh yeah, here. I was, I was, yeah, this, I, I knew that I liked Arkansas. That was not, I yeah. mean, that said, we, Heather and I, my wife and I loved Atlanta as well. And it was a tough decision. We, we, uh, having an opportunity to stay there longer was, was, was difficult to pass up on. We really enjoyed it. So um, once you were back here for fellowship, how did you decide to stay for a job? That was easy. I mean, <laughs> once I was here, I couldn't imagine being anywhere else, you know. Um, mm -hmm. that, again, it's an exciting, if you love renal pathology, there's no more exciting place to be, right? Mm -hmm. Exactly. What's your favorite part of renal pathology, like the thing you get most excited if you see in a biopsy? The, you know, it's, it's, it's shifted through the years, you know. Mm -hmm. There was a time that it was amyloidosis, loved, loved amyloidosis. I still like seeing amyloid. See, we're pathologists are so messed up. We see disease like this and we get excited. I, I recognize <laughs> yes. how, how bad that is. I, I think one of my favorite types of cases now, though, has become the ones that are just kind of vague, bland, chronic injury, particularly in patients who are younger than 40, mm -hmm. because these are the ones that sometimes can surprise you. And at first glance, they may look like just global sclerosis, interstitial fibrosis. But when you dig a little deeper, you can find something really interesting like a nephronophthesis or APOL1 nephropathy or some sort of genetic disease like that. Interesting, yeah. Yeah, these are what I call the, the wastebasket cases, mm -hmm. you know. So the, uh, the ones that we tend to just kind of give these wastebasket diagnoses of interstitial fibrosis or arteriosclerosis or, you know, these vague diagnoses. But I love to dig around in the wastebasket and see if we can't find some treasure in there. Yeah. Yeah. So also since uh, you came to Arcana, the research side of things have really changed. And... I've heard around the hallways that you're the big reason for that. <laughs> I don't know about that. There's a lot of lot of people, definitely a lot of people involved. How have you really like expanded the research side of Arcana? 
Well, I don't know. I guess I can only talk about kind of what I'm interested in and what I'm passionate about. And, you know, definitely, I think there probably have been people that have jumped on board, you know, because they're are good opportunities. Again, if you enjoy research, there's lots of good opportunities here. Just because of the the sheer volume of cases, we're going to see a lot of what otherwise is a very rare disease. So for that reason, you know, things like case series become very doable, even for things that are going to be very, very, very rare other places. We can put together pretty decent sized case series here. Okay, well, switching over a little mm-hmm. to um, more your life outside work. Okay. So you've grown up in Arkansas, and you spent some time out outside of Arkansas. Yeah. What do you think is the most surprising or something that you like the most about living here that, that other people don't realize? Arkansas, there's a lot to love. I mean, just take Little Rock, for example. We're in the capital city here. Lots of... I mean, everything that you would would want from that as far as entertainment and dining and all of the things that people look for that that like to live in cities. But you have a lot of the advantages without any of the real inconveniences. I mean, there's absolutely no traffic, Mm -hmm. you know, anywhere at any time almost, you know. Um, I mean, if we take longer than 10 or 15 minutes to get somewhere, we get frustrated, you know. And so... That's that's really great. I and that, that's the one thing I don't miss from living in Atlanta for sure. <laughs> but um, it's beautiful. I mean, we have all four seasons. You know, we it, we're 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 at that place where we we get about one snow every year, and the whole city shuts down for a day or two, and the kids go sledding. But in the summertime, it's hot. You have beautiful right now spring and fall. Right now it's fall outside. Really beautiful. So like this this afternoon, actually, I'm. From here, I've got one more meeting, and then I'm taking off actually to go to go camping with the family. So oh, yeah, that's so, so just nice. love to be out. If you like to be outside, and yeah. I and I really do, then this is a great place to be. Well, that brings us to our rapid fire question. Oh, okay. Question portion of the interview. Um, how many cups of coffee do you drink daily? Three. What was your first car? Nissan Stanza. A Stanza? Is that right? Is that... <laughs> yeah, that was a thing back know. then. Yeah, it was. A, it was. A, you can look that. Yeah. <laughs> I hope I'm not lying. Yeah. What's your favorite way to make eggs? Fried. Right-handed or left-handed? Right-handed. First TV show you ever binge-watched? Okay. <laughs> I, I'm ashamed to admit this this day and age, but I, like TV is not my form of entertainment. So believe it or not, I've never been what binge watched a show. That's an interesting answer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I just like I I'm very restless. Mm-hmm. I can't sit still that long, mm-hmm. and so watching more than one episode is is kind of tough. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so usually, so my wife does like to watch TV, so we'll, we may watch a show, something here or there, but I can't usually sit down for more than one episode of anything. Like, yeah. even a movie is a long time for me to sit down. Uh-huh. Yeah. A uh, scale of one to ten, how good of a driver are you? Ten. Ooh. Last book you read for fun? Okay. <laughs> for fun? 
just pure fun. I, I read a lot for work. Mm-hmm. What was the last? Oh, um, The Chronicles of Narnia. I read them to the kids. Oh, yeah. that's nice. Yeah. If you were given the opportunity to fly into space, would you take it? Yes. What chore do you hate doing? Raking leaves. Oh, that's a good one for the kids. And that's what they're doing yeah. right now, actually. <laughs> I, so I, I actually pay them for it because I don't like doing it, and I, I think it's worth money. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, I might start doing that as well. Yeah. <laughs> uh, morning person or night person? Morning. Do you have any pets? No. Um, do you prefer your 20s or your 30s? 20s. If you could visit anywhere in the world, where would it be? I've traveled quite a lot, and I, I love to travel to new places. So mm-hmm. it would be someplace I've never been. New Zealand. I've always wanted to go to New Zealand. Well, thank you for my, so much for joining us. Do you want to say your Twitter handle for us so that people can follow you if they... Yes, it is at renalpathdoc. Yeah, <laughs> at renalpathdoc. Great. Thank you so much for joining us today. Okay, great. Thank you. Thank you for listening. This podcast and more can be found in the iTunes store. For more information and educational programming like this, follow us on Facebook and Twitter, or visit us on the web at arcanalabs.com.